We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with BiteClear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. This is the Sooner Sports Podcast. Your all-access pass to Sooner Sports. The Sooner Sports Podcast is presented by Allstate. Are you in good hands? And by Riverwind Resort. Riverwind Resort, the place to be. Oh, mama! What a play! Now from Sooner Sports TV, here's Jessica Cooney and Meg McDonald. Hi, everyone, and welcome back inside the Sooner Sports Podcast with Meg McDonald. I'm Jessica Cootie, and a very special one for you today, especially for me personally. One of my besties, one of my best friends on the planet, (laughs) Jackie Livingston, Director of Operations for the Oklahoma Softball Program. Coach Gasso calls her not only her right hand woman but also her left hand woman Meg I think we Ooh, both have I seen like how uh, how busy this lady is throughout getting to know her but um, Jackie's got a cool story you know she's from Oklahoma um, born and raised but came to school here kind of went a little bit of a different journey to get into the director of operations seat so I think let's start there Jackie I think people will maybe be interested to hear kind of how you got to be in this position yeah um so first of all just thanks for having me on today this is <laughs> awesome a uh, wonderful actually, intro too yeah yeah so it's I fun. think you're the first person that's thanked us so well I think it's awesome what you guys are doing for females for in our sport just um and, and across all female sports just representing us and um getting to learn about the different head coaches on our campus and um, how they're empowering their student athletes and the women around them. So I think what you guys are doing is really awesome. Jackie for president. Uh, yeah. <laughs> 2020, yeah, thanks, I'm coming for you, Kanye. <laughs> um, no, so where I started, I yeah, I'm from a small town in Oklahoma, played softball growing up. I also played basketball a little bit. I was a hooper. Um, <laughs> so position? I was like a point guard and, okay, I like you that. know, so... Um, 
but then I didn't shoot the ball very well, sure. so <laughs> I moved on to softball. But yeah, played softball, graduated, um, kind of went to a small school in um, in Oklahoma to play softball, but I decided I was coming to OU. So came to OU. Die, uh, die hard Oklahoma Sooner family Jackie yeah. comes from. Like, yeah. dad comes to all the games, so we've yeah. got to throw that in there first yeah my dad um my family's had season tickets since like 1972 they were my grandfather's passed down um yeah. so it's been a family tradition for years and I grew up coming to the football games so happy to be at OU um my sophomore year or the summer right after my freshman year I started with the softball team as a student equipment manager and there were probably two less less staff members um on the staff at the time than what we have right now. So um, I did the video, I did laundry, I traveled yeah. with the team, um, helped with the high school tournament that we put on, helped with camps. I was kind of the right hand to the director of operations while I was a student equipment manager. And, and how uh, did you get that job? So a friend of mine, Jessica Carrington, who's now the uh, director of operations for Arizona women's basketball, was a student equipment manager for four years for our women's basketball program and was very close with Coach Cole, and she did a great job there. So um, so Jessica called me up during the summer, and she said, hey, this position's open as a student equipment manager. Um, you should check into it. So I came up here in July and interviewed with Blake Kenzie. Shout out to Blake for, <laughs> <laughs> for the job. So I interviewed with Blake and Coach Gasso and was hired on the same day I interviewed, which was awesome as a sophomore, starting to be a sophomore in college. So I had no idea what I was getting into. Um, I did not know that softball was going to take me to where I am today. That's for sure. And um, so did that, loved it. Didn't Who was on that team, by the way? Oh, um, Who were some of the standout players. Senior class, I think, was Savannah Long, um, Lauren Eckerman, pitcher, Susan Ogden. She was an outfielder, so that was a good senior class. Um, Jamie Fox was a graduate assistant. Jessica Summers was still our SID, who now works with the Thunder. So um, I started off with a really good group of people. It was uh, Trip McKay's first year as an assistant coach as well. So we came in at the same year. And um, he stayed with them a little bit longer than I did. For So I, I graduated in 2010. Um, and then I went on to be a graduate assistant at the Lloyd Noble, the basketball arena, where I got to work concerts, basketball games, um, When people would gymnastics. rent it out, like for yeah. commercials, so all kinds of stuff. My title was event operations coordinator so I did more of um, planning events than like sports spe specific oh that's a hard word to get out <laughs> um, so I did more event operations um, I fell in love with like the concert industry honestly that um, the setup and the production and the moving in and rigging up and you know post concert cleanup and all of those things that was a lot a of fun to me to love. yeah okay. <laughs> yeah I'm I am an event person <laughs> at heart that's for sure so um we've had some awesome concerts down at the Lloyd Noble that I've got to be a part of and, favorite one um probably Miranda Lambert that was one of the oh. first ones they had done there so they used to have concerts back at the Lloyd Noble all the time I think one of the last ones they had done was uh, like a Guns N' Roses a big one um and it had been 15, 20 years. And then Miranda Lambert brought in 9,000 people. And that was something that I, I played a big part in. 
helping plan that. So that was really fun. Great experience. Learned a lot. Um, and then from there, I was offered a job full time with event management in athletics. And I did that for three and a half years under Lindy Roberts. And um, I just owned it, really. <laughs> I worked, yeah, you did. Um, <laughs> I worked seven sports, uh, men's, women's basketball, football, track, um, women's gymnastics, and softball. And I think there might be one other one I'm forgetting. But I did a little bit of everything with every sport. So I got to meet a lot of coaches, get to learn from them. What's the expectations from each sport? How each coach varies and the way that they manage their program is very interesting. Yeah, that's but cool. Yeah, everybody. Um, one thing that everybody has in common is the kind of the Oklahoma standard of excellence. Everybody's working towards winning championships and it's very prevalent around here so um worked with event management and then coach Gasso called me up one day and said I need to talk to you so <laughs> of course you you know you go meet with coach and she said I want you to come be my director of operations and I gave her an answer the next day that I would I would come work for so this is going into my third season and um Two years, two natties, y'all. Yeah. Shout out. <laughs> back to back. Yeah. <laughs> so it's been, that's kind of my journey and it's been a lot of fun. I guess I didn't realize you were with event management for three and a half years. I did not know you were there that long. Yeah. Um, that's, I really, um, this weekend we hosted at home and our crowds were awesome. We had such a good crowd. Weather was awesome. Um, but I still was kind of, managing from the dugout with our event manager drake who's doing an awesome job this is his first season with softball but i was kind of managing hey the scoreboard's been off a couple pitches <laughs> or um you know you were telling you. by the way you went up and told chad mckee made a mistake on the broadcast <laughs> yeah. like, you did? well i just <laughs> they I'm were just they trying were to showing, help they were showing the wrong uh person on camera and talking so she you know so she's just doing her <laughs> thing making sure everybody's managed just up there owning everybody is yeah. what jackie does <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I try to do it in a very professional way, but sometimes it comes off the wrong way. But, you know, always trying to like the the goal has always been to be the best, put on the best show, give the best production, have the best customer service, you know. So that's always in I think in the back of my head of just you have to look at the big picture and then also the little details as well. One of the hardest workers I've ever met when Coach Gasso calls you I mean wh why w why was it because it's so different I mean from event management and planning those events and, and whatnot to um, being the director of operations you still do a lot of planning but you're you're more embedded with the team yeah. why was this the the good move for you at the time um, at the time so one thing that she said to me is I think I can give you a little better lifestyle and um, our season, um, so we go from January, like mid-January to mid-June is kind of our, our main softball season. And then we also have a fall season as well, which is um, middle of August to, I would say, 1st of December. So I'm getting some good time off in the summer, um, about a solid month, and then I get a pr another really solid month off in December. So um, that kind of helps helped make my decision um a little bit easier is that i i knew i was going to get some really solid 
time to be with my family and and enjoy life but um I missed working with the softball staff I um I'm very loyal to the Gasso family I I know that I have a loyalty to them um and I pride myself in being loyal for the last you know 10 11 years so that was part of it as well well not only are you very busy with this team but you do a lot of the scheduling so walk us through the scheduling of home games versus away games with this Sooner program. So the scheduling is something I had never done before. Before I was the director of operations, I had scheduled events, which is a little bit different, negotiated contracts in a different sense. But now you're, um, you're trying to get teams to come in to play back-to-back national championships. And some in teams- In front of sold out crowds. Yeah. What, how it really works out is that the, our coaching staff, who's been around for some time, has great relationships with other coaches throughout the country, and we can pick up the phone and say, hey, would you guys be interested in coming? Would this work out with what you guys are planning right now? So um, next year, we've got a great um, couple t- weekends of great competition coming in. They'll, those will be fun weekends, good RPI teams, um, and so it's just kind of manipulating our schedule the way we want it to to work out and then also reaching out to other coaches to see will we fit into their schedule how can we get you to norman uh there's a lot of uh guarantee negotiation that goes on as far as hotel rooms or tickets or whatever it is um that also comes into play when when you're factoring schedules um everybody is going to be on a budget crisis or or looking at their budgets so um how what's the most affordable thing what's the best thing for your program so that's giant jigsaw puzzle yeah it really is there's there's one tournament that we know we go to every year is the mary nutter in palm springs um awesome weekend great great teams great atmosphere um it's great for the recruits to see us out there as well so uh, that is always a staple. Uh, we know we're traveling at the beginning of the season, preseason, because of the weather. Um, we don't open up till March at home. First weekend in March is when we open up. So I know I'm I'm looking for tournaments out of state for the first three weekends, preferably where it's sunny and warm. <laughs> <laughs> and how far out about? Uh, am I looking for? Yeah. Uh, we have already – so people are – on the ball with their planning and Mm -hmm. it's stepped up within the last three years you know people are really looking ahead right now so um 19 20 we're already we're already there looking wow so so you also play a big part in the recruiting part of Oklahoma softball when families come in whether that be with camps official visits whatever that may be and you guys recruit so far out I'm anxious to hear you know because you don't win back-to-back national titles. Obviously, Coach Gasso is one of the best in the business, but you got to have the players, and, and she's one of the best there is at recruiting. So behind the scenes, what is it that Coach Gasso does so well that you guys are able to continue to recruit so well to get those players in year in and year out? Year out? I think the relationship that the, our, all three of our coaches are able to build with the recruits that and their families that we're looking at um, – Coach Gasso really makes a great first impression, and and I think that all of them know, and I'm learning that as well, is that your first impression is going to last with them, you know, a long time, and and how you handle that um, kind of plays a big factor into whether or not the kid's going to want to come to your school, going to want to travel to come visit here, 
those type of things. So that's one thing I've noticed of how great of a first impression she's able to make. And then also the questions that she's asking these kids, um, you know, what's your favorite ice cream? Just to get them to talk. Mm -hmm. Like you, you've got to relate. Um, there's a huge generational gap, but you've got to be able to relate to um, these athletes and, and not just at softball, but on a personal level. So I've so seen you a couple times on the sidelines at football games. So what other things do you guys do when you have a recruiting weekend? Um, so the weekend, uh, because we've been able to do some unofficial visits um, with a little bit younger kids, uh, that might be changing in August. It sounds like our sport is going to go to no early recruiting, kind of the same as women's gymnastics right now. So might change a little bit for us, but we're able to do some campus tours with them, um, which is awesome for them to see our facilities. We obviously go through all of athletics, the new football facility. Um, we have Tiffany Bird, our sports nutritionist. She does an awesome job with our recruits, um, letting them know how important you know their nutrition is. And then we've got our strength coach involved. We've got our academic advisor, Katie McIntyre, involved. Um, so we're able to get these um, the recruits and then their parents as well because you kind of are recruiting them too so we're able to get them in and meet the people that would be surrounding them while they're on our campus so which goes coach Gassa said uh the the dads really love yes. hitting up uh, stoops <laughs> office yeah. and i guess coach riley's office yeah now. yeah and uh we had a there was somebody in i it's been a while but joe washington walked by and the dad had a little bit of a freak out <laughs> moment. <so. laughs> That's always good. Boy. Yeah. Never, never hurts to have uh, some of those uh, those guys walking around when you got, especially the Oklahoma kids. I feel like yeah. the Kelsey Arnold's family and, and Kaylee Clifton's family, like they grow up and they, you know, yes, they're fans of OU softball, but they're also fans of OU football, kind of like yeah. you were. So th I think that's cool that, you know, they, it kind of goes hand in hand with them and they're, they're obviously big time supporters of you guys as well. Yeah. Um, you get to know them through recruiting, but then also you kind of have a, a unique relationship with these players where you're not necessarily, um, you know, their coach, but you, you talk to them all the time about what kind of your, their scheduling and, and what's going on. I, you should see her phone. She's got like blowing up all she's the time. She's got a group message. Yes, it's blowing up all the time, but she's got a group message with like the whole team. Then she's got a group message with the seniors, a group message with the sophomores, really? with the juniors, yeah. with the <laughs> oh freshmen. Yes. And so then like, and then depending on if she needs to talk to somebody else, like she'll start a different group. So it's, yeah, it's crazy. So yeah. it's sophomores, freshmen, juniors, seniors. <laughs> Jeez. But, you know, you've seen them, you know, what they do on the field, which is incredible. And then you get to kind of see them also with what they have to do in academics and, you know, their charity work, their volunteer, everything that they do, you kind of know about and, and have seen them firsthand how they deal with the kids wanting autographs after games. So this team in particular and the two teams that you've been able to work with that have won national titles, what actually are they like to kind of deal with on a day in and day out basis in the role that you have with them? They are a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> they keep all of us young, I would say that. And um, they're just genuinely good people. You um, see their character through different things that they do off the field as far as the autographs and um, the little girls that look up to them. That's their role models, how they take the time to stop and um, just give them the attention because they were at that point in their lives at some point. And I think that they all understand uh, the platform that they have and how they can use it for the good. 
Um, especially when we're out in California, there's a, a big following because we have so many California natives on our team. So um, it's just nice to see them be able to give back to that community. So we got to put on a small clinic. Um, well, actually, it didn't end up being small. There are probably <laughs> 100 kids there or so, but it was free. Um in California, and um, it was just awesome that they were willing to give back um, on an off day, their free time, that's what they're wanting to do. So um, also coming up, we're going to Fullerton, we leave this Thursday, and it sounds like we might be doing a um, soup kitchen serving or wow. something like that. So trying to squeeze in community service when we can. Um, I know with the new NCAA rulings on time management, that is the area community service is the area that has probably been hit the hardest and i would say across all sports is right. you can't do it on an off day now um they can voluntarily do it but we can't help organize it and i think that um, from just listening in on a coaches meeting we had last week that's an area that has been hit pretty hard as community service because their days are already so full yeah and so you know when you you're going to class all day and then you've got practice and then you've got study hall and then maybe you have treatment I mean like the day's done almost yeah. so it's hard to squeeze that in so they have extremely busy schedules <laughs> um, they start pretty early in the morning and go with our strength coach and then uh, they all have class in the morning time and then we have practice in the afternoon that runs till about 5 30 or so um, some of them will have night or evening classes tutoring um, just studying in general. So yeah, their days are really full. They, um, it's impressive to see what these, these athletes are doing, um, on the field and off the field and very motivating for anybody with that's around them. One other story I want to tell real quick uh, to going about those clinics. You guys did one in Puerto Vallarta, which I was lucky enough to be there. And, um, I thought that there was nobody really spoke Spanish except for um, Coach Gasso's husband, Jim. And then Leah. Yeah. Leah speaks pretty good Spanish. And so it was so cool seeing her kind of interact and, like, tell them what to do. But then even the, the players that didn't speak Spanish, mm -hmm. how, you know, they were so patient. And, like, I would have been probably kind of like, I don't know. I mean, like, it's so – you can't communicate with them. Yeah. And so the way that they were – I was super impressed. Like, they handled it better than I know I would have at the time because – there's literally a lot of them couldn't communicate at all. So I thought that was kind of cool to see Leah, especially in that environment. Yeah, it was. That's funny you bring that up. I'm just thinking about some of them were over on their cell phones, like translating <laughs> words. Like, the effort was there. Yeah, though. yeah. But the autograph signing at the end of that little clinic, that was that was <laughs> hilarious. Yeah, I was even signing autographs. I'm like, you don't want my autograph. Yeah. <laughs> so along those lines, though, you know, about, you know, this team having um, such good hearts and wanting to care for people. I think a lot of that falls back on Coach Gasso, and I think maybe it comes to light a little bit for people when in the World Series, um, you know, when you saw the power of three and then you saw the arms raising and then you, you hear the stories behind that and, and it, um, you know, it's just so inspirational to hear. So, uh, you know, I'm curious to hear kind of what role that's played on you. We've seen what it does for the athletes and for the coaches because they have the platform where they talk about it but for the staff behind the scenes kind of what role does that play for you guys well the one thing that i would say is that we're all in it together um the athletes you know obviously they're the ones competing on the field but we're the staff behind them we're there supporting them we're part of the team we're all there together so um 
the power of three last year uh, was something that was with all of us. Um, I mean, the World Series is one of the hardest weeks, um, I would say, for me, too. It, it just, scheduling-wise, we're up really late. We have dinners after our games, and then we get up early in the morning, and we've got something. There's always something to do. So um, even though I'm not on the field, like, there's people that have got my back or that are standing beside me or willing to fight for me, which that's kind of the power of three. So um, it's it's really affected all of us. And, um, what's awesome about this program is that I feel like, um, our faith, everyone's faith is kind of carrying us. There's things that you've, you know, we've won two back-to-back national championships. And I definitely think the Lord was in our favor when we were working through all of that. So, um, personally, it's been, life-changing I would say um, just to see God work through sport uh, which is beyond awesome so um, it's it's really cool to see. I'm curious to find out how what kind of things do coach Gasso and her staff like do to make you guys feel so a part of the team so welcome in everything that you're you're actually doing? Um we do uh, one thing we do like at the start of the season is we always have a, a team dinner, not a team dinner, a staff dinner at Coach Gasset's house. Um, kind of the first week we all get back, first or second week once we're all together. So we kind of go over the uh, policies of the program and just get to share um, food together, and we also kind of worship together that night uh, this year. So that was that was neat for Jim Gasso to kind of give us a little testimony that night but um we're together a lot and we just kind of have to we're a family that um maybe dysfunctional at some times <laughs> <laughs> but we all know that we've got each other's back and we're there together and um you just know you're part of the team you were talking about everything at the um world series that 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 kind of goes on and it is wild like I don't even know if people understand kind of what all goes on behind the scene because you know they play and then they go to a press conference and then they have to go do additional media and then they wake up and a lot of times they have to do media again and they you know all this kind of stuff get treatment eat all it's wild everything Mm -hmm. that they squeeze into 24 hours at that thing but one thing that you did that I thought was really cool is, you know, you found a way to take your mind off of the pressure and you went and played with puppies. And that was something mm-hmm. that you came up with the idea. <laughs> the team is obsessed with dogs. And, you, you know, came up with that. Chris idea. Plank and I yeah. kind of talked about it, you know, quite a bit on the radio. But I think for the podcast listeners, just kind of how what went into that and the idea behind it and what what that did for this team in the craziness of that kind of run. Yeah. So. The power of three was with us, and the puppies were with us. So, and, and they're led not to a national championship. Yeah, <laughs> so that was the secret sauce. Um, they weren't all puppies, by the way. This is just okay. We found a doggy daycare that's um, downtown Oklahoma City. Really nice facility, actually. It's called Ninth Street Barking Lot. Um, shout out to Kyle if he's listening. But um, <laughs> so. We, I just, like, Coach Gasso had mentioned it to me once before, like, maybe if there's, like, a puppy farm we could go to. I'm like, well, I don't know that a puppy farm is legal, but maybe we can find something else. I, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, so I get your, I get where you're going, 
but yeah i found this like it's called ninth street parking lot and it's a doggy daycare and they were like awesome enough to let us come in the first day i think we were there for practice or so you know because there's a practice day and then you start playing so we came in and just hung out with the dogs like <laughs> threw the ball around outside like petted you know like there was a really cute dalmatian puppy just there was some and i'm kind of like iffy about dogs myself but like they, it not was, my dog she loves Sandy yeah. cootie yeah so <laughs> all the you I know just would find a way to get her to <laughs> 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 well you can't forget daisy then yeah. um so anyway we just like hung out with the dogs and it's like oh, okay thanks for letting us come and then the next day the guy the team's like um can we go back and i'm like <laughs> Yeah, I think we can do that. Like, I'll, I'm sure they would let us. So we went back. We were there three times. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that was um, – but it truly was, like, I think it was one of the biggest stress relievers for our athletes. It's so much pressure. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. So that was a way to just get their mind off of it. We weren't, like, walking around the mall or, you know, there's some other activities you can do. But that you uh, do every time, I would yeah, think. Yeah, yeah. I mean – so that was nice to just get them out and get them around the dogs. And um, this year at the Mary Nutter, uh, the Palm Springs tournament, they do the ESPN interviews. And the tournament director, her name's Deb Hartwig, and she's been doing it quite a while, arranged to have some, um, I can't think of like exactly what the, it's kind of like a stress reliever dog. Uh -huh. I can't think of what they call them right now, but um so they arranged to have these dogs while they were doing the ESPN interviews out at the tournament, which I thought was really awesome. Like, okay, this is a good idea. You That's started awesome. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so switching gears a little bit, you kind of touched on it earlier in the podcast, how when you're around all these coaches before and how everyone runs their program differently, who have been some of the most influential coaches or people in your life so far? Coach Gasso is my obvious answer, but um, a really good answer. Yeah, I I would expand on it a little bit more because I've worked with um, I've worked with Coach Cole, I've worked with Coach Kendler um, pretty closely. Uh, Coach Kendler and I got along really well. I I kind of saw her vision of what she expected at at home meets, and um, she honestly is just looking for excellence, wants a sellout crowd, and things to go right and so her and I got along really well I think we worked together really well um, coach Cole was um, I just really appreciate any feedback or advice or anything that she ever gave to me I took it with such heart and listened to it because I know uh, how successful these women have been in their industries and then also just um, what great people they are uh, Lindy Roberts was also I mean she was my boss for three and a half years, gave me the opportunity as a full-time employee for the first time and um, learned a lot from her as well. I, I feel like I learned a lot from Lindy just about how to treat people um, in the workplace and um, customer service and, and those type of things. So there's been a lot of influential women. Nikki Moore, Dr. Nikki Moore, she's um, at North Carolina now, and she, um, she played a big part, I think, in what I'm doing now. She, she was excited we were doing this podcast, by the way. She posted yeah. on my Facebook. So yeah. shout out Nikki Moore. Hopefully yeah. you're listening. Get you on the pod. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Moore, um, Dr. Moore is a visionary. Like she has the greatest ideas. And then 
I helped execute some of them. So we had a really great working relationship together. So there's been a lot of um, coaches and just women within our department who have helped influence the person that I am today. Okay, so we've been going a while here, and I'll wrap it up because you've given us a lot of your time. But I do want to give you an opportunity to kind of plug the Diamond Club because you work very closely with them and the importance of what they do for this program and, and how people can get involved with that. Well, I would just say our, to our fan base as a whole, um, this past weekend we had a 5 o'clock game on a Saturday against South Carolina, and it was packed like – postseason packed and that's awesome it's so great to see um we love having you know a packed house it obviously helps with the environment of the game but um yeah the diamond club they they support us um throughout the year they help with some big events that we've got going on our um golf tournament is actually coming up on monday april 16th so we do Last year, we had 32 teams in our golf tournament, which is nuts, but awesome. So uh, we do it out at Belmar, and uh, that's probably our biggest fundraiser. And the money that um, we're raising is helping us to improve our facilities, um, to go on these trips and do different activities, things of that nature. So definitely need the support. We we love what they do for us. Their tailgates pregame. Um, they bring out a ton of people, food. Um, they invite the visiting team opponent fans to come out so um they're awesome and if anybody wants to join call me <laughs> and how do they call you though where do so, they so um my <laughs> office number is 325-8377 and emails jackie l at ou.edu there you go it's a great cause helping out this team like she said every uh Every little bit helps, and getting that golf tournament coming up, which she also plans, by the way. If you can't, uh, plans everything. <laughs> I mean, if there's anything else that she can't do, she also plans a golf tournament. So, um, which shout out, uh, Bud and Dorothy there for uh, knowing how to plan a golf tournament. So <laughs> hopefully they're still listening by this yeah. point. But <laughs> yeah. No, Jackie, thank you. I appreciate you. I, I mean, sports are kind of what brought Jackie and I together, and now you know I've, I have a friend for life out of it. So I thought. You know, she has a cool story. I mean, I'm biased, but I thought, you know, it's it's a different kind of avenue within sports that, you know, people can kind of see, um, you know, how you get involved and, and the impact that you make in, you know, in roles that maybe you don't hear a lot about. So uh, we appreciate your coming on. Meg, final thoughts? I just want to say if you talk to anyone within the Oklahoma Athletic Department, everyone knows that Jackie – Jackie's is a workaholic. Like and she's the mayor. She gets it done. That yes. is oh for fans gosh. that don't know outside of softball or outside of any sport, everyone within this department knows Jackie. Yeah. Gets it done. And yeah. and knows Jackie, period. So yeah. if you I, I can't <laughs> tell you how many times I've, I needed somebody's number and like <laughs> not even related to softball, nothing. I'm like, Jackie, do you have this person's number? Yep. Yep. Yep, yep, gets it yep. to me. So yeah. uh, she's uh, helped me out. But, yeah, she's she could be the mayor of uh, the OU Athletics Department for sure. Everybody loves her. So we're uh, happy to um, maybe give you some attention that you hate all the time. <laughs> so, Well, thanks for having me on again. I really do appreciate it. I think this is awesome and can't wait to uh, hear the next podcast. All right. Thanks, Chris Plank, for uh, editing. As always, uh, he uh, takes care of us. And check out the Sooner Sports Podcast dropping all throughout the week, follow us on Instagram, social media, Twitter, at OU on the air, at 
Jessica Cootie at Meg underscore underscore McDonald at Plank Show. Jackie, you want to give your Twitter a shout out? <laughs> I don't even know my Twitter <laughs> handle. Yeah. No. I don't even know. Yeah, it she's is. like, yeah, I'm out. Just follow OU Softball. Well. Yeah, that's great. Okay, so uh, yeah, thanks, Jackie. Appreciate it. And uh, we'll talk to you next Wednesday here on the Sooner Sports Podcast with Jess and Meg. This has been the Sooner Sports Podcast. Make sure to get all the latest episodes online right now at Soonersports.tv slash podcast. And make sure to follow us on Twitter at OU on the air.